Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking Down. Frank McKay here with the author of a very important book, and it is getting rave reviews. And please get this book. Get two of them. Get one for yourself and one for someone you know who cares about the, the world and climate change and everything that is, is going on in our world. And uh, we see uh, so much evidence of what's, what's going on. But uh, maybe the best explanation that we can get comes from this book. It's called The Atlas of a Changing Climate, and Brian Boomer is the name uh, of the author. And uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, Brian. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, welcome, and congrats on the success of the book. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Well, if you can, give us, you know, without spoiling, of course, we want people to get the book and, <laughs> and, and really, you know, get into the details. But give us an overview and, uh, and what made you decide to write the book. Sure. Yeah, the book is an exploration of how the, you know, how the world works at big scales. Um, I've worked in in environmental science. I've worked in ecology for a long time. And um, I've talked to a lot of folks. And one thing that I've always noticed is it's really, it's really hard for folks, especially non-scientists to get a grasp on how the world works at big scales. And that, and that makes sense, right? Because, you know, we're small we're small people. <laughs> if you think about it, you know, you can see about three miles uh, on flat grounds, which is only about 30 square miles. It's millions of times smaller than the surface of the earth. We just don't have, we just don't have the brain to process the world at the scale at which it needs to be processed. And I, I think that's a shame, you know, the, the world, like the way the atmosphere works, the way the ocean works, the way the land works, it's so beautiful. And a lot of times it feels like we're like ants in a cathedral or something, you know, <laughs> we find beautiful things around us, but we can't really comprehend the whole deal. And I get that, right? Like it takes a lot of training to do that. So writing this book was an attempt to bring that, the beauty of these large processes, but then also like how they work and, and, and why they're changing uh, into an accessible format. So the book is over half imagery. I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly maps and absolutely gorgeous artwork, um, maps from National Geographic, some, some neat old maps from um, old explorers uh, and old scientists uh, from the 1800s and early 1900s. And the, the purpose of bringing all that visual imagery in this writing is to, is to really demonstrate just how, how awesome the world is. But then you know, how it's changing, like why, why adding climate, or excuse me, why adding carbon dioxide changes uh, weather patterns and causes cold air in the winter? You know, why is it cold in the winter sometimes? And then scientists will say, you know, well, this is related to climate change and global warming. Well, it's there. It makes sense when you look at it at the scale of the globe. But I get that people, you know, doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always feel right on the ground. And so this is an attempt to do that, to show how the world works uh, in a beautiful visual way that people can dip into and, 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 um, and, and approach, you know, without a, without a technical background, just to approach and enjoy and learn and, um, feel like they kind of get what's going on. Obviously the ancients were concerned about our world and they, uh, and they were looking and they were, you know, everyone from Plato to Socrates, you know, folks like that sure. was studying and, and looking at the world in a, in a different way. When do you consider the modern 
age to have started, and and obviously we're different now because we're we're studying what we've done to it, what uh, what we've done techn- uh, technologically to uh, to the world and so forth. But when did the modern look at the world start happening? Well, that's an interesting that's an interesting question. Um, I'd say, at least in the context of this book, when we first started really understanding, you know, how the world worked. Um, in it, from the point of view of environmental science or ecology or whatever you want to call it, probably was in the early 1800s um, with uh, the first visualizations um, by this guy named Alexander von Humboldt. He started to uh, map the world at broad scales. So there's this one of the most beautiful um, illustrations, I think, of all time is, is, uh, was put together by uh, von Humboldt about the mountain in um, South America called Chimborazo. At the time, they thought it was the tallest mountain in the world. Uh, it's not, but it's actually an interesting mountain. It's actually the tip of it is the furthest from the center of the Earth of any place wow. on the planet. It's kind of this neat little thing, um, big thing. But he, uh, he, he climbed most of this mountain and a few other mountains and combined them into this illustration of how the world or how that mountain was organized with people were in there but not dominating you know plants and animals were in there you could see how in the environment changed over the over elevation and that sort of illustration of how this mountain worked was the beginning of taking things that you know viewing the world and the systems of the world the way they were supposed to be viewed later he put together uh, he and others put together uh, maps of the entire world showing climate and so that sort of conception of like, this is how the world system worked was really when we first started visualizing things um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a big way, you know, looking past weather and seeing climate. Um, later, actually in 1896, there's this quite famous, although folks don't know about him today, but at the time quite famous guy named Sponte Arrhenius. Um, and he, and this is 1896. So what is that? 116 years ago, 115 years ago, he tied carbon dioxide to a warming climate. He, he estimated about five degrees in five degrees Celsius increase with a doubling of CO2. Like it, our best guess now is about three, but that's pretty darn good for 1896. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, that's impressive, right? Like the, this idea that, that carbon dioxide is tied to climate is 115 years old. So, so none of this is n- new per se, but the ways that we can really get it and view it and understand it have, have only been improving. And so, I'd say I'd say we've been in the modern era for quite some time. Um, our technology is finally catching up, <laughs> yeah. and and our awareness is finally yeah. catching up. Yeah, I, I yeah. doubt uh, 116 years ago that that people were saying, "Oh, let's take this man seriously." You know, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the general public just wasn't. But uh, honestly, everyone out there, if you're just joining us a little late or turning on your radios a little late, Brian Boomer is the voice that you're you're hearing. Please get this book. The Atlas of a Changing Climate. It's an important book, and uh, you know, the more we talk and think about uh, our world, the uh, the more we should understand about it. Uh, Brian Boomer here with me, Frank McKay. Brian, uh, with what you see going on, or from a lay person standpoint, me from a lay stand person standpoint, sure. it's scary. Yeah. And I and yeah. I'm talking about everything that's going on with the, with the climate change situation, the, the fires that are that are burning out of control. What should we be most concerned about? Oh boy, <laughs> that depends a lot on where you live. Um, 
I think as a as a country, you know, at, at, a, at a fairly large scale, I think one of our biggest concerns should be changes to rainfall, um, changes to water. Um, if you look at um, where our food comes from, uh, you know, it's it's mostly the Midwest, California, those sorts of things. Like we get a lot of food from those areas, and those areas, the precipitation patterns are changing quite a bit. Um, California is generally drying out. The Midwest, uh, you know, where corn and, and wheat, uh, those places are actually increasing their precipitation precipitation a little bit, but it's coming in bigger pulses. And so flooding is a bigger issue and planting fields becomes more difficult. Um, and water is our most precious natural resource. <laughs> we can't power our agriculture without water. Um, similar in the Northeast, you know, up in New York, you're getting more, more rain overall, but it's the bigger problem is it's coming in pulses. So changes in our precipitation patterns um, in, in the United States, but also globally, are probably our number one concern right now, because there's just nothing we can do to replace water if it doesn't come. Uh, there just isn't. There's some groundwater reserves, but we've been, we've been mining those um, via wells and pumps for the last 80 years. And so those are, those are on their last legs in a lot of places. So I, I think, I think uh, changing precipitation patterns and, um, are, is our number, is one of, one of, one of our largest concerns um, as a country. Brian Puma, we certainly need more time to discuss this subject. Maybe we can get a part two with you going, going forward, but in closing, in closing here, uh, the the book, do you do you end on an optimistic note, a pessimistic note, or is it just matter of fact, straight out facts that you're giving us? Yeah, the book, I try to keep the book to be non, uh, <laughs> the book is non- um, Judgmental? Al alarmist, yeah, non-judgmental. And there's a reason for that. We've been doing that as scientists for the past 30 or 40 years, and it doesn't seem to have much of an effect. <laughs> you know, we've, uh, unfortunately, uh, I hate to say it, but it's true. There just hasn't been a lot of change. And I think part of that is because some of this stuff is a little confusing. It's presented in confusing ways or presented in a just take my word for it sort of way to uh, the layperson without a science background. And not everyone should ha need a science background to understand this sort of thing. So the book really does try to just present the facts, like this is how these systems work. And then I think the, the conclusions that folks can draw from that, like sea levels are going up, here's how much Florida is gonna get flooded, you decide, you know. I think that speaks for itself. And the book does end on a little bit of an optimistic note. Uh, I don't think you can be in this field without at least having some sort of optimism about what people can do uh, when they decide to do it. Um, it. There's a lot of things folks can do. There's um, the COP26 summit is going on right now um, in the UK. Nations are pledging to do things. You know, I, many people, including myself, would like to see faster action, uh, but there are actions being pledged. Young people over there are highly mobilized and pushing for bigger changes. The younger generation is much more aware of these problems than, than, than some of us old folks. So I do think there's hope. Um, you know, you hate to, you hate to just give up before, before the end, you know? So there, 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 there's, there's possibilities for change for sure. Brian, congratulations on the success of the book and uh, you're getting rave reviews. It's an important book. Like I said, quickly, can you give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with you? Sure. Yeah. Everyone is welcome to go to my website, which is www.brianbuma.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-B-U-M-A. Um, 
com, and uh, and the book is available at local bookstores as well as Amazon. Brian, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate the invite. It's fun. And to everyone out there, Brian Buma, buy the book. And it's, uh, like I said, it's an important one, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Uh, the Atlas of a Changing Climate. Frank McKay signing off. Brian Buma has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.